Bitcoin fixes the money. The Texas Beef Initiative fixes the food. It's time to fight for your lifestyle and your nutrition. This is Texas Slim's vision. Hey guys, this is Texas Slim with Texas Slim's vision. I am back with Bitcoin Becca tonight. We've had a couple of episodes. It's been a little bit of a while. We said that we were going to get together towards the end of the year and it is the end of the year. It's the day before New Year's Eve. And uh, so it's evening time here. Wait, what time is it there? Um, it's a couple hours. It's an hour more. ahead. So I've got um, yeah. just a little bit after five now. Nice afternoon. Sunset I, already. How you doing, Becca? I'm doing good. How are you? Happy, ha Merry Christmas. <laughs> Happy New Year. Yes, Merry Christmas, Merry Christmas, and Merry Christmas. Exactly. And Merry uh, Christmas. I hope you had a good time. It looked like you had a great time with your family. Oh, did I did. Yep. Had an excellent time. Um, spent some days with my dad and my brother. Um, it snowed like crazy. It was beautiful. So it was like a nice... Um, winter wonderland on on the 24th and on um christmas day and um then also spent some days um with my mom too so that was nice and like just played around in the snow and stayed inside <laughs> drank lots of baileys and coffees <laughs> you know <laughs> a of little course. bit of eggnog too so it was no complaints beautiful family time and nice winter wonderland and yourself yeah you had I mean, a good christmas well you know i was following you because i saw your pictures and you know everybody loves snow and christmas yeah and you're, you were kind of the epitome of it this year i think so yeah it snowed <laughs> I, so on christmas day it snowed um 60 centimeters like christmas day and overnight so on boxing day my dad and my brother they went out to uh kootenai pass it's like a popular sort of backcountry area and um my dad like he sent a video he's like it was the best ski day he's ever had in his t entire life just fresh really? powder and it was that like light fluffy snow so you were it, you were just surfing on the snow he's just doing awesome. like turns and there wasn't that many people up there because like you know the avalanche danger was quite high but um you know yeah. they're professionals and you know they do all the proper, um, you know, avalanche control stuff beforehand, but still like, oh, it was so awesome. And then, yeah, I was out in Kimberly and yeah, I was just playing with the dogs. Like, I don't know if you saw, I made like a little racetrack for the dogs like, out in my mom's backyard and <laughs> built a little bridge. Like there was just so much snow. It was like, how can you not? Like, it's just like out there calling, like, come play with me. <laughs> so right yeah it was great man that's awesome that's a lot of i <laughs> my part of texas sometimes gets snow during christmas this year it was 71 degrees so you know that's that's how it is in the desert high plains of texas yeah. so no it was not like christmas at all so <laughs> yeah no it was kind of it was windy and it was uh 71 degrees so it was like whatever yeah no we had that sort of storybook you know christmas fresh snow on christmas day it was yeah beautiful we, we yeah, get those that's awesome. often up here <laughs> well you are in at that part of the, exactly. the world so you know it, 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 it's good that it's still happening somewhere right oh yeah <laughs> <laughs> 
So you, your spirit sounds pretty good. Uh, how's life in general? How's your movement? How's how's the the clown show where you are? Because you are kind of you know representing you know as far as the the information, what's going on in the the clown show that is Chinida. China, 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 yeah, China. Um, yeah, you know, if they're rolling out new restrictions all across the country, every province, you know, a little bit different, but it's more or less all the same. And it's not just like for unvaccinated, it's everyone again. So like over in BC, they did, um, you know, they cut the capacity by 50%. Um, There's, you know, you can only be with 10 people. So the government, like my dad was, he was so pissed. Like they sent out their email of their new like updates and explaining like, you can only be with 10 people. If you're a family of four and you visit another family of four, that's eight people, that's allowed. If you're a family of six and a family of five, that's 11 people that's not allowed. Like, you know, in their like email communication stuff that they send out, like it's so like based, like you're talking to five-year-olds. Like I was just, uh, so, you know, it's that. It's just, what's the percentage of compliance there? What is it? What is the percentage of people really don't, you know, it's not bitching about that. Is it lost or what? Well, I mean, they are compliant here like it seems like if in the smaller areas like it's like the restaurants are shut down again so obviously yeah I mean people are just kind of going going along with it but like so I just came back to a larger city center so and but I haven't really like gone out to go experience like what it's like and what the mood's like I'll see you know on Saturday like I was saying because on Saturdays they always have like their protests right in every city so i'm just gonna go out on this saturday and go see what the vibe's like so i'll report back after that but for me generally like i'm just trying to stay away from it all and ignore it as much as i can and i just see my friends and my family and try and live my life you know the to the best that i can without driving myself insane with all all these changes and what the government wants to do now this and that because you can spend all day getting worked up about it, but you know. Sure. <laughs> well, yeah, and I don't really pay attention anymore because I'm I'm afforded that where I live and everything, so it, I don't even really I'm not going to give it any time anymore, you know. And we've been talking about this a lot. Is like if you haven't opted in or anything, this isn't. If you're prepared a little bit, you don't have to play in it. You don't even have to let it bother you. You know, just keep on doing what you're doing. Get hyper focused on everything and. It's actually a blessing in a lot of ways. Yeah, in a lot of ways. And yeah. have some, because you have some freedom to really be intentional, and you know, you know that intentionality has a little bit of you know meaning to it. So that's how I've been looking at it. Yeah. And and I know that you you have it far worse than I do, and where I live, I don't really see it that much. Yeah, and like the so majority the of the people, people take off their mask. Yeah, like 
but the majority of people at the population here, like over 80%, they're vaccinated. And like before these new restrictions came in, like every, like life seemed fine. You know, there was traffic again during rush hours, like in and out of the downtown core, people out shopping, you know, parking lots full everywhere. And like I said, like I just came back, but now like, like people are getting upset because you know it the deal was like get vaccinated and life comes back but now it's like oh our models say and these are the cases so we need to go back into lockdown because it worked so well last year like that's what they're like oh we did it last year we know what we're doing so we just have to do it again and you know it's does anybody have a clue that it has nothing to do with the the virus at this point in time? Well, yeah, I mean, there are people out here um, that do understand that. And, mm-hmm. you know, even, but it's the money, right? Like, sure. they're still just going to do whatever they want. They're promoting this. There's advertising and marketing for it everywhere. Like, that's the crazy thing. Like, the, these, these are dollars spent, like the billboards, the the you know, on the park uh, bus benches and stuff like that, you know, like this is money spent. Like they need to keep this, I don't know, game going. Well, yeah, it's a, it's a brand. Yeah, now. It totally and it, you is. Know, they, they have billions and billions of dollars for the marketing behind yeah. it. You know, they, they lot it, they slotted that money a long time ago. So, you know, they've been really building it up and you guys are seeing it like it is, it's becoming part of society. Now. Yeah. So it's just common. Yeah, and, and every time, like, this. every time there's a new um, restrictions or announcement that's made, guaranteed you'll always see a promoted post, you know, from the BC Health Authority, the Alberta Health Canada, like, you know, they're pushing that everywhere. Every province, you know, they're mm-hmm. see their promoted posts on Facebook, Twitter, I'm sure on Instagram too, you know. Yeah. It's... Does it bother you? Is it worrying you at this point in time? Or like you said, you're just going to go out and do your own little parallel universe? Well, for me, like, I'm not worried because I know that's propaganda and marketing. Like, I can see that. But for, you know, the general masses and the young people, like, it is very worrying if you always see that same message over and over again, like on every app that you're on, right? Like, people spend the majority of their times on their phone. So you see it on TikTok, Instagram, like all over, just like, you know, the government's marketing campaign for this virus and to get vaccinated and the commercial, like the little ads in front of, on, in front of YouTube, like yeah, huge dollars to hire actors and stuff like that. Like there was one ad. I, so obviously I do get worked up over it. If you can tell. <laughs> Let it out. But That's, like I want to hear. One ad hear was um, showing a series of people, mostly young adults and some older ones, all ethnic groups and saying, um, oh, my surgery's gotten delayed. I needed whatever back surgery or this type of surgery, a series of all these people. And then at the end, it's like, get vaccinated. So, you know, surgeries don't need to be delayed. Like this is the propaganda that's out there. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But like, not, it's, and then it's that, you know, the vaccine is the only solution, but you know, obviously it's not. <laughs> 
in preventative um you know, preventative care like um that's not talked about like i watched that joe rogan podcast i'm sure like uh, along with what 40 million other people like yeah. that preventative care like is not discussed whatsoever and if something as simple as you know some hydrogen peroxide in a nasal spray will you know help you out if you come are out somewhere with a lot of people like that needs like everyone should know that and just do it <laughs> you know yeah well it, it, it's it's funny because you know joe rogan i heard that podcast and it's where i live i have a friend and um she she is called dr d and she does that that's what she does she's been doing it for years mm -hmm. she raised they raised um homeschooled eight children they never really used a lot of the medical profession or anything she has all the protocols that everything that was talked about and she's been pushing that for a long time it's hard for her to get that message out there um one thing about it is that she's seen people that could have had you know this type of care that ended up in the hospital that she knew and the the protocols that the hospitals use basically ended up killing them and you know that's that's what that's what you're hearing that's what you heard on the joe rogan podcast mm -hmm. so it's going to be a hard fought thing to get people to you know believe it because the propaganda is so grand but there is ways to really, if, even if you get it or to be prevented about it. And I'm going to start trying to release it through the Texas Beef Initiative and the Harvest of Deception because, you know, I talk about the medical, you know, uh, pharmaceutical and agricultural complex. And this is, this is it, it playing out right here in front of us. So, you know, I was wondering, you know, how bad it was there and just how people really, they don't understand what the true agenda is with this. It's, it's basically for, you know, digital passport, of course, we know that. But, you know, it's, it's going to be interesting how people disseminate it. And Canada is definitely something we have to watch. And I feel for you and wish you could be out of there or whatever, but it's your home. Yeah, it's where I am right now. So we'll see how much longer. <laughs> definitely right. um, manifesting uh, warmer days and, you know, <laughs> some beaches and some ocean and whatnot. So. You never know. You never right? know exactly, exactly. So how how is uh, how is everything with the move? I see you have pictures up now. Oh yeah, so, so I moved. You look moved in. I've moved in. I've moved back. So I've got my office. Yeah, it's set up all nicely here. S somewhat there. I mean, behind it's still a little bit of a mess, but it's good. See the my um, mm -hmm. the kiss picture back there. Yeah, putting up a huge whiteboard on my back wall here, trying to, you know, get my lists out instead of just mm -hmm. keeping everything in the head. Like, it's good to write these things down, see them, you know, new year, new me type of, you know, plan here. <laughs> we'll see how well it goes. <laughs> but well you no know, but we're bitcoiners it's it's going to go really well this year oh it's for sure it's going to be a, a pretty pivotal year where i think i don't know you've been in the space longer than me of course but uh it's going to be kind of fun what are you looking forward to um i'm looking forward to just you know still stacking out you know mm -hmm. as much as i can not getting too you know, crazy about what the price is doing. Um, I think also um, 
maybe not spending so much time on Bitcoin Twitter looking back through. So on my phone, so someone had um, tweeted, oh, I'm like addicted to Bitcoin or Twitter and a screenshot of their like the hours they spent on there. And it was under four. And I was like, I laughed immediately because I've had days where it's like 12 (laughs) hours like total shame like what am I doing with my life nothing so so then I was like okay like let's make this guy feel a little bit better like so I went in and I just looked at what I did the week before and it was like on average like six hours I was like oh my god Becca like let's get it together so it's definitely you know, I'm going to try and cut it back a little bit to a reasonable amount and not just like this endless scrolling. So, and um, I bought a KitchenAid mixer. So I plan on using that, trying to, you know, get back to the roots of the food using, you know, good wholesome ingredients. And, you know, I got a man to cook for now. So it's good instead of cooking for yourself. So it's very exciting. (laughs) That is exciting. Congratulations. You have a man to cook for now. Yeah, my man. (laughs) That's awesome. Yeah, so it's good. I like. You look happy. Yeah. You're glowing and you look happy, so that's a good thing. Excellent. Thank you. Yeah, you just got to keep on, yeah, just doing your own thing and doing, you know, try to better yourself. And if you're bettering yourself, the people around you and your energy, like, there should always like be constant improvement. So there really is. Yeah. And I'm meeting a lot of cool people and it's so easy to tap into whatever you want as far as a signal or whatever it be food, be it lifestyle, whatever mm-hmm. it's, there's no excuses anymore. And I've had a lot of really good conversations kind of like what we're doing right now, kind of face to face. I mean, this is the world we live in now, mm-hmm. yeah. but there's going to be people that I go and, and I'm doing it too. I'm meeting people in person. So I'm having a blast during all this, and I think it's going to get even better during 2022. You know, we're really close to uh, launching the Beef Initiative platform, and it's going to be pretty, pretty cool. A little bit more cool than I thought it was going to be in the beginning. We were able to knock out some more coding, and so we're releasing more than one phase in the in the in the launch. So um, it's going to be coming out probably right. I don't know somewhere around the time this releases tomorrow on New Year's Eve. So we're hitting the, the the ground running. Oh, nice. Initiative. Congratulations. So, That's very exciting. So it's coming out at the right at the end of the year. Mm-hmm. Beautiful. Yeah, it'll be very soft. I'm not going to say anything for a couple of days. Yeah, so people have to find it. So because uh, it's, you know, it's it's going to be brutal. It's going to be it's going to be a lot of interactive with it. And in the beginning, there's going to be a lot of people input saying what's this where is this i've done these platforms before so they they're pretty pretty tricky so hopefully everybody will kind of have a low time preference with it yeah for sure and really you know kind of embrace it a little bit and play with it because there's going to be a lot of onboarding directions and everything how you onboard ranchers how you onboard your other people and you know, onto the oshi app and bitcoin and everything so it's going to be pretty cool and so uh, i think i'm going to get busy that's good. And as long as you keep the communication flowing in between the uh-huh. two, like then it really, you know, um, setting proper expectations, then, you know, people are usually okay if it's a little bit bumpy, you know, at the beginning, sure. most people are, you know, understanding. So 
Nice. Yeah, especially the Bitcoin community. Oh yeah, so for sure. It's yeah, and I, it, like I said, it's a lot more than I thought it was going to be. So I think we're on to something, and I have a lot of good interviews. I mean, you're you're one of our, uh, of course, our one of our prized guests on the Texas Slim. Thank Division. you. We, everybody knows that. <laughs> yes, of course, you're always a special guest. But we're going to start having some. Uh, we've had a couple of ranchers on. Uh, we're going to have people talking about processing. We're going to have people talking about uh, water. All kinds of really cool. There's going to be a lot of intelligence coming in that um, you know I didn't think I was going to have access to that much in the beginning. But I have people like contacting me wanting to talk, and that's a that's a really good thing. So as far as you know, protein and everything, food. You know, in 2022, this is going to be a very, very pivotal year for people who can really change everything. There's so much information out there right now that uh, I think there's going to be a lot of cool stuff that happens and a lot of awakening towards, you know, being that person that everybody always talks about. I think there's some kind of meat <laughs> on the bone here that people can kind of get a hold of. Nice. Very exciting. It's, very encouraging. Yeah. Well, it should yeah. be because we're going to have a lot of people talking about it and everything. So, you know, it'll, it'll be cool to uh, play with it through uh, Twitter and Bitcoin because, you know, in the beginning we we're saying, hey, are we going to lead with beef or are we going to lead with Bitcoin? And at first I was like, ah, oh, we got to lead with beef probably. But now, guess what? We're going to lead, lead with Bitcoin and just make it very, you know, hard charging, saying mm -hmm. your beef is only going to have value in the future because of Bitcoin. So you need to learn this now. Yeah and you need to adopt it and help us, you know, go along with us, teach us about you so we can teach you about Bitcoin and make it very, very interactive. Because once people start figuring it out that, oh, um, yeah, I can store my value of my beef in this protocol, mm. that stuff is going to have a lot of people talking within the ranching industry that because they talk and they're going to start being very curious. Mm -hmm. And so... There's, we're going to do a couple of conferences this year. They're going to be the Beef Initiative Conference. And so there's there's going to be a lot of things that people can participate in. So I expect you to do uh, everything you can up there in Canada. Oh, yeah, for sure. And, like, it's – I think with the way things are going um, with, you know, inflation and rising costs, more people, like – are probably going to be looking back at basics and like cooking at home. Like that's generally mm -hmm. like the trend that's going to happen. So, um, you know, with people sort of, Oh, what can I cook at home recipe wise with meat and, and, you know, what vegetables can I grow, you know, sort of that coming back to basics or, you know, harvest from the seed. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. It's cool. Cause I'm bringing in like people, because, of course, you get food. Everybody wants to know how to cook and recipes and all that. So I'm bringing in a couple of people. One person I've been talking to is, have you seen a Gourmet Caveman? Have you seen his stuff? Um, I mean, he, he he's on Twitter. He's just now getting started, so you might not have seen him yet. Okay. Follow him. Yep. He's He's got some crazy skills, and he teaches people about fire and how to cook with fire. And and uh, he's he's been to all the schools and he, he knows what he's talking about. So he's the go-to right now. Sweet. So he's got a lot to teach. Yeah. 
I'll, uh, you know, make a little fire on my balcony here in my little pod in the city, you know, (laughs) have my (laughs) stick and my steak over it. Well, (laughs) billowing out. You're the one that says you live up in the freaking mountains. Come on. You got to have a work around here. Yeah, yeah. I, I'm all over the place. Like I'm, I'm very diversified in my living arrangements. So you know, I get a little bit. Yeah, of, you are. You're like me. Yeah, you're always in a different place. Always in a different yeah. place. Yeah, for sure. So, um, my one brother, like he, pretty much lives in the bush. So, you know, I get a. Um, I'm learning lots from him, even though he's younger than I am. But you know, he's a total like bushman. He's always been like that. He spent like a summer living down by the river in a van you know he was he was working at the rock quarry so he was just like living there at the rock quarry (laughs) in his van playing guitar (laughs) i'm like you're living the life man yeah so he's the ski bum one he's the one like he does all this extreme backcountry skiing i'm really proud of him He's a cool guy and he's a ginger. So, you know, we got that special connection. <laughs> we're, the, we're the only two gingers in, in the family of the siblings. So, really? Yeah. Yeah. It doesn't, it's not everybody. It's just you two. Yeah. That's cool. Yeah. Just, well, he's, he's living a pretty cool lifestyle. I think, you know, whenever I was younger, that's, I didn't go as extreme as him, of course, but that I definitely lived in many places and, you know, did the mountains and did the oceans and all that kind of stuff. So, good for him yeah i mean it's, he's doing it so that's that's cool how is he navigating through all this as far as just being a bomb oh he's know, bomb, whatever you want to call yeah it. i mean he's kind of doing the same thing as me he's like muted most of the um you know words um from any social media mm-hmm. platforms and he's very big on you know preventative um care um you know he grows his own like mushrooms you know not just psychedelic ones like normal ones too and makes um you know the his little protein mixes he makes scooby snacks like he's been he's doing all he's you know he's a little bit of a hippie he's you know he's got it under control and like you don't say yeah yeah (laughs) he's stocking up i keep like um i'm going out to go visit him in next week and i'm like oh i'll bring a whole bunch of stuff from costco um from costco bring it to you so he can stock it up because he's you know stocking up flour sugar everything you can think of so he's on the right like he has that right um survival mentality like he knows the world Mm -hmm. is crazy and he's like he's always like just done his own thing like um didn't go to college like after high school he just moved to a ski town and he's like i'm gonna do skiing and i'll figure out something in the summertime to work and save money and in the winter like i just want to ski and he's been able to build like a pretty good life for himself so you know that's like and i think that's a um yeah, like a key is just to, you know, kind of keep your head down and try and do your own thing and not get too distracted and pulled in the different directions of all the chaos everywhere. Because, I mean, like, like most people, like everyone does get pulled into the chaos, but like you need to be able to sort of navigate your, <laughs> your way back mm-hmm. to what your path is. 
Well, what he's doing is extremely commendable. And, you know, it's always, it, it's like I said, it, it reminds me of whenever I was younger because nobody understood what I was doing. And I really didn't give a crap most of the time, you know, but you still get that pressure. So if by that pressure, if you're able to just say, I'm not going to be obligated to that type of pressure. And that's exactly what he's doing because it is, you have to be very intentional. There's no halfway doing it mm -hmm. usually, yeah. you know, if he's living in that, in that direction of his lifestyle, you don't half-ass that. So he's, he, he's probably having a blast and he, he probably doesn't even really care about, like you said, the outside world. He's got his head down doing his own thing. So that's going to, you know, that's going to be a luxury lifestyle here pretty soon. Oh, yeah. I keep telling him when I saw him over Christmas, I was like, Vince, like, you're totally living the life, man. Like, so many people, like, all the, like, so many of my friends on Twitter, like, they just say, oh, I'm going to go live in the woods. I'm like, you're already doing it, man. Like, so many people are jealous. He's like, oh, but, <laughs> but it sucks, like, cutting firewood all the time. I'm like, no, man, you're doing it. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. Just, just enjoy it, yeah. you know weather that yeah so it's easy to say though you know he is up in canada and it's very cold so. <laughs> yeah, but anyway well good for your brother how were you, how are your parents let's talk about family man let's talk about christmas and tradition and oh. everything because you 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 uh spelled it out pretty good during christmas time as far as everything all the fun you were having but uh, i was thinking today i was like what what can me and naranja talk about and i wanted to talk about family and and how it felt this year where you, you know, just anything that you want to talk about as far as your mother and your father and your respect for them and your respect for your family. Oh, yeah, I have a lot of respect for my family, both my mother and my father, very respectable people. Um, my parents, unfortunately, like they're not together anymore. Um, they separated like 10 years ago. So like it so you know, to Christmases at two spots. Um, mm -hmm. It wasn't how we grew up, like growing up, like Christmas was always a big, you know, big special thing. We had, you know, our um, every sun the Sundays before Christmas, our Advent um, crunts. What's the English word for it? Now I only know the German, but where you like the candles on every Sunday, like we had these traditions growing up. So it was nice. Um, I was at my dad's a few week, like a week or so before Christmas. So we did that on the Sunday night. It's really nice just to kind of get back into the tradition and lots of, um, you know, cheese, dinners <laughs> so rocklet which is like um a grill like you melt the cheese underneath and then on top like you can grill meats and like mushrooms and stuff like that and then fondue so like i probably consumed like five kilos of cheese in like a week um wow yeah <laughs> you know it's like the swiss thing to do <laughs> So, I was about to say that's very Swiss. Of oh, you. yeah. So did that. And then the baking. So made like our traditional sort of Christmas cookies that um, all the kids liked. I did a whole bunch like with my sister because she was stayed here in Calgary because like I said, she had to work. So she came over. We baked here and then I baked up my dad's. I baked up my mom's like I was just like a cookie um, Christmas cookie baking machine and yeah making dinner just kind of you know taking the lead role to you know kind of organize and you know do all the christmas um tradition that 
traditions that we did when we were uh, kids. So it's good. Decorated the Christmas tree, you know, with my dad and um, his partner. And yeah, it was good. We put the candles on the Christmas tree because, you know, we're risky still like that. And uh, that's fun. (laughs) There's been a few Christmases. I remember when we were kids, like, dad oh yeah we'll just light all the candles and there's always like the bucket of water and once there's been a few times twice twice i remember for sure like the whole side of the tree just like all of a sudden poo it's like on fire just like the bucket of water just thrown on all the presents underneath the tree soaked like that's awesome that's straight out of christmas (laughs) vacation man that's perfect So I had a, I just got a visual of that. Yeah. Thank you. <laughs> so funny. Oh yeah. It, it happens. Like you can kind of start to smell. It's like what smells? And then you look over and Oh, yikes. So I don't think a lot of people have ever seen a Christmas tree uh, go up in flames. It's pretty, uh, oh, yeah. it's fascinating. <laughs> she goes up really fast. <laughs> Oh, yeah, good times. It can be kind of stressful. Yeah, a little <laughs> bit, for sure. It's like, ah. <laughs> well, you know, it's old school, so that's at least, you know, you're still doing it. Yeah, yeah. That's that's very commendable. Yeah. So, Don't let okay, the let's talk home about insurance Christmas people tree. know, though, because I'm sure, like, they wouldn't like that. <laughs> exactly, they would. So where do you get? Where do you guys get your Christmas tree? Um, in Canada, you'd just go out and cut it? My dad went out and cut it somewhere. It was already in the house when I got there. And same thing with my mom. So, cool. yeah, wherever at the I, local. I, that's what um, I expected. Yeah. So I just wanted to verify. <laughs> so whenever you were sitting down and eating with your parents at separate times, what did you guys talk about that's not family? Was there any discussions besides anything that you, that you, uh, what was it? What, what was it? Was it about government? Was it about? uh christmas was it about jesus what was it about you know government restrictions the um constant money printing and i just keep like um like with my dad trying to you know orange pill him more and more like showing different ways like oh like with Bitcoin, government can't like they just can't go spend crazy amounts of money. Like they're like, I spend a lot of time just kind of shitting on the government essentially, and just being like they're printing so much money that like your value and time is just it's being spent ten times over. And like my dad gets it, but he's, you know, old school still. Like he has his business that, you know, he gets up every morning, drives his bus and like he, he, you know, has his passengers. He has good relationships with them. Like that's value for him too. It's not all just, you know, the financial, um, you know, revenues that he makes from his business. Um, But, you know, my Some other close family members aren't so, like, they're more blue-pilled, so it's a little bit difficult to have conversations, Um, or I just kind of avoid it because it's Christmas time and I don't want to get into, you know, huge arguments over, um, yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, There's some people, you know, um, it, it can be really difficult when they're just consuming you know, sort of mainstream narratives 
and all that news. And just, um, you know, if you come up with something counter to that, you know, you're just kind of labeled like, oh, you know, you're crazy. Like, oh, critical thinking. I say that's overthinking, you know, st stuff like that. So that's going to be interesting how that plays out. You know, yeah. I keep on saying mass formation has been achieved. So we'll see. Yeah. yeah. You know, we'll see if anybody breaks out of it. I'm not even worried about the people that are too far gone. Just enjoy. Enjoy this year. It'll be interesting. <laughs> enjoy the fear. Yeah, for sure. I mean, like, I think with the push um, with the children getting vaccinated, more um, you people are standing up and asking questions. But like you can ask questions, but you're not going to get any like real answers or you're not going to get the, no, the truth. Not. So <clears throat> it's just like I've seen videos of Pierre, like he's the conservative um, finance, not like, uh, what's his last name? He's like the guy you'll see clips of him on YouTube. Like he's always asking Trudeau questions. It's like justflation. Um, he's a mm -hmm. conservative um like fine not the finance minister but like you know the opposing to who the liberal finance minister is i can't think of the correct n n term for that right now but right. either way right. um now i've totally lost what i was going to say about him oh i no he was asking like our finance minister um friedland friedman you know, what the budget was or how much the deficit was and how they were going to pay for all this. And like, they like literally cannot answer the question. So, you know, it's maybe more people will start, you know, really seeing that they're all clowns that are in charge, but you know, time will tell. Yeah. Who knows? Yeah. Right. I mean, you just had an election. didn't you? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. We're in the same boat here, man. So, you know, I didn't, I didn't really see much, but I saw the, I guess Biden walking away with his tail between his legs or something. I'm not for sure exactly how that's going to play out as far as telling the states. So, I know uh, everybody I knew had uh, in the family, in my extended family, basically ninety percent of everybody, and this is how it is. This is the division that we're seeing these days. 90% of the people in my family had a cold, and I still have a kind of a cold. And half of the family basically thought they had COVID again, and they were told that they had COVID again. And so they sit around and said, well, I have COVID again. Well, they don't have COVID again. They have a cold. And so it's amazing as far as the, the, the information and, you know, this variant that's out here. It's B.11. B.1.1.52, I believe. I was talking about this one back in November saying there's going to be a variant that come out push for this holiday. And sure enough, we got it. And everybody thinks they had freaking COVID and they had a cold. So um, it's it's going to be interesting what they do because Biden said he's basically given up on the federal solution. Yeah. And so you still have be these people trying to do these mandates and all this kind of stuff. This I I see something about to crumble a little bit, and it's going to be fun to watch. Oh yeah, for sure. Like um, like I was saying, my partner he works like up at a gold mine up north, and they have like mm -hmm. mandates there, and like 
so many people didn't come back to work because of the mandates. Like they're short, like hundreds of employees, like staff. Mm-hmm. And these are tr- like heavy equipment, um, operators, mechanics, blasting um blasters, truck drivers. These are not people that you train in two weeks and replace, nor is it like people that really want to go do that type of work because it's hard work. And this this is like one little like mine. There's like numerous um, work sites up north that provide oil, gas, uranium, pot, like all these like, you know, the raw resources that go into the means of production like they're desperately looking for workers all across the board and that's like going to trickle down so yeah like you said we'll see 2022 should be interesting well it's you know you you wonder if it's it's controlled demolition you know Mm -hmm. in a lot of ways of course and you know the money supply and how this is going to play out um, you know, because those jobs, you know, they pay a lot of money. It's not that they don't need the money and they want the money. So that's good that people are, you know, not even participating. That's what it's going to take. And we're going to, we're going to see some, you know, I have a friend, he said, you know, we haven't even spilt any blood yet. And he doesn't mean violence, just emotional blood or financial blood. Something's going to be a tipper here and we'll be able to kind of tell what it is. And, uh, so, you know, that's interesting. That's just one mind, like you said wait until they hit the food industry with that um, i don't know it's going to be interesting so you got enough food <laughs> you got do you have some uh, beef i i'm uh, i have some food here but like i said i'm using my brother that lives in the woods <laughs> like bring everything mm-hmm. to him if it's ever like you know walking dead scenario where it's like you need to escape from the city like i i I kind of have my route planned so like i hope that's, I awesome. this yeah, that's a good outlet enough <laughs> well, I'm I'm just checking up on you, I'm just making sure you're okay. <laughs> you, just like gunning you know, into the battle, being in that city and all everything that you are. So, I know. You know, we we're concerned about you. We, we watch you every day. I know, so not gonna make it. <laughs> get you misunderstood a little bit, and we have to come to your rescue. So, yeah. I had to tell. Uh, what was it? Something was uh, something happened. And I said, "Well, freaking Becca is like a freaking sister, man." How many brothers did you you were you raised with? You told me once, I forgot. Um, so three brothers and a sister. There was five of us. That's it. Yeah. That's it. So you had three brother brothers that you had to be around, and people on Twitter think that they can talk shit about you. Yeah, I know. I it's like you kind of learned a little bit about brothers and men and stuff, and you, you usually probably always had the upper hand with them. So that's probably why you're so good at what you do as far as cause confusion to people that are rent seekers. <laughs> oh, yeah, for sure. I was always just like left in charge. It was like, oh, Becca, take care of your brothers. Like, OK, I'm in charge. Like they had to do whatever I said. So like having that little bit of control is like nice, too. So like not going to lie about that. But yeah, that's, you know, there's a deeper story there, man. <laughs> do what I say. <laughs> no, but I mean, they're exactly they like we were wild kids. Like, like I said, th- like we were we were free range children. Like it was 
after, you know, we would eat breakfast and mom would be like, go outside. And, you know, if we didn't have, you know, she wasn't texting us all the time. There was no, you know, Apple watch on where, you know, mom could track to see exactly where we are on the farm. It was like, okay, lunch is at noon. And, you know, you come back then and then you go out again and we'd have machine shops. Like we just go run around like equipment up in hay bales, like, freedom so you know when I was left in charge to look after them like it took energy to rile you know get them together you know calm them down sometimes after dinner and like okay like only fighting in the living room you know like don't be running around the house so and you know trampoline fighting so like there's always you got to make sure they can have fun, but like you're responsible at the same time. And it's like, you're 12 years old. And it's like, why am I responsible for all these children right now? <laughs> like, Hey, don't jump too high, like on the trampoline or they would jump off the roof of the house. Like they climb out the window, get on the roof, jump on the trampoline and then into the pool. Like just chaos and it's chaos everywhere. Well, you know, <laughs> sometimes well, you know, that's so cool. You, you, you learned how to be such a good, you know, older sister and it's a lot of responsibility, you know, and you're talking about running around and doing everything. What was the worst tragedy that ever happened on the, uh, doing that was there wasn't, you guys didn't get hurt every day, right? Oh my God. My we, there were a lot of things. <laughs> no, well, let's go there. I want to okay. know how many bones were broken. Um, oh man, bones. I, Yeah. Let's see. We so we had um motorbikes, like dirt bikes on the farm. We had three of them. Mm-hmm. So we would always race dirt bikes. It was something, you know, fun to do after in the evening, after doors were all done. We'd um, you know, have some little like a flag or something like that. Dad, you know, would go hide it and then you'd have to go with the dirt bikes and go and find it. There were times when we would crash the dirt bikes into each other, like, like drive, like Mm -hmm. coming around a corner, like, you know, the forest is sort of there and the path just like goes around a bend. Like I've crashed in with my dad, dirt biking, scar, you know, all cut up and everything. I had a really bad accident with my, um, the middle brother. So the middle child, he was like, this is so bad. (laughs) I was like 11 years old and he was like three or something. He was on the back holding on to me and I'm on the dirt bike going down the field, like going as fast as I can, like fifth gear, like, like, yeah, this is awesome. (laughs) And we had, so in this field, there was Um, we had an old barn that we had torn down and the silo and everything. So we had um, like this dump pit in this field and all the um, rubble from the barn that we tore down and the silo was there in this pit and the path, like it went straight and then it went around this pit that was in the field. And me, like this stupid kid, I'm just like looking at the pathway, not paying attention, missed it, like crashed into this rubble of, there was like concrete slabs, there's like um, wood, every rebarb sticking out. 
I remember being in the air. My brother is like in the air over here and I'm like upside down and I can see the house and the um, porch and my mom, my grandma, my dad, you just see them jump up and they're... <laughs> And then, so we crashed there and I landed. My brother was like a three meters over. I'm la- I landed on this huge um, concrete slab and it had this rebarb sticking straight out, like two inches over. Like I was this close to being impaled. And like, it was at that moment, I was like, there's someone like above looking out for me. Cause like that could have, ended really ugly horrible. awful yeah that- like i still have scars like on my arm my face was all cut up like my neck here like and then my little brother he just had like a little scratch like on his uh temple here he was okay like thank god like yeah. so there was that the guilt oh <laughs> yeah <laughs> the guilt yeah that and that was my dad, like, he was racing in the, because, you know, he was a very competitive man and liked to, you know, hold races and tournaments with us and everything. And we were racing in the barn once and he hit his head um, on one of the the beams on the barn and there was a nail and, like, it's cracked like his skull there was like blood everywhere like he had to go to the hospital like i remember that was like super um traumatizing other bad things like the pipes froze one winter because i left the window open like that was a really bad thing that happened (laughs) let's just say my dad wasn't too happy with me (laughs) like you know it's it's a farm it's a shit time, that yeah. happens all the time, right? Like, right, but, it does. Yeah, pretty bad whenever you leave the window to the basement open. No, it right. was in the barn, and it was like all the piping oh, in, the in the barn gotcha, froze, yeah. like the water pipes. Like, oh, yeah, that was really bad. <laughs> I don't want to think about that anymore. <laughs> <laughs> well, like, I was just gonna like, make sure you know you guys survived. Yeah, survived. You, know, just, yeah. You, were, you 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 were free. Yeah, you had a lot of freedom. It's amazing that we have evolved this far. But you know, living like you lived, I'm surprised everybody's you know not dead right now. Yeah. So, <laughs> and uh, you know, all this extra precautions that we have to have in society today, people don't even know what the hell they're afraid of anymore. Yeah, and it's disgusting. Mm-hmm. And they really can't even say it. They can't say it. I've asked many people, I said, what are you afraid of? They don't know. They don't know. They don't even know. They're just doing what they're told. Like I said, mass formation has happened. Mm-hmm. So we're going to see the percentage. And um, they were talking, I guess, what the numbers are in mass formation. If about 30% is kind of what you look at as far as people being really dropped out, they really don't understand. They're kind of hypnotized a little bit. And have you seen this? It's, it's Matisse Dements. He's a, he's, I believe he's from the Netherlands, but anyways, he, he talks about everybody's in mass formation right now, at least 30% of the population. And it's a form of hypnosis, hypnosis. And, um, basically <laughs> if you have it, it there's no logic anymore. Yeah. You can have, you know, educated, whatever. It doesn't matter if you're informed or not informed. There's just something that has actually kind of happened. 
and uh, they look at the numbers and they say, if it's over 30%, we need to start worrying. So I'm wondering what the gauge is to say, hey, okay, we've hit 40%, we're screwed. <laughs> so uh, I'm kind of waiting for that the next kind of 60 days, I would say. Yeah, we'll see what it's like after, <clears throat> at the end of winter in the next like two months. Mm -hmm. I don't know. It's, uh, yeah. <sighs> Yeah, we'll see if they go along with it. Like, I know, who was it? Israel just announced, like, they're approved the fourth round. I know Canada or in Netherlands has made an announcement, too. Canada secured their shots for, like, the next two years. Like, how? yeah, we'll see how much longer people will go, go just go along with it. I mean... How many shots are y'all on right now? Three, yeah, four? three. I think, yeah. Really? Wow. Boosters are available. I think maybe I want to say like 50, age 50 and above. And if you have like underlying um, like health conditions or autoimmune problems, you're, you can get the third one. Um, yeah. So hmm. like, um, yeah. Is anybody talking about the, hey, my immunity's been destroyed? <laughs> that have got the vaccinations and they're saying, hey, I'm sick all the time. Have you started seeing that? Mm, no, not so much. I'm trying to think. I'm like trying to think who I hang out with that's even fully vaccinating my sister she's been fine yeah i mean i don't know the people that i know they seem to be doing okay i haven't heard of anything yet um the cool. things i have heard though um is like after they've gotten the shot um a few of my female friends have had issues with their menstrual cycles and um pain in their arms and joints but that was like you know after the shot i don't know how um you know what they're doing now yeah right. well it'll be interesting to see how that plays out so we're one once again we're gonna look and see what happens in winter so um, yeah <laughs> what are you what's your plans this year what what what's what what are you gonna do besides stack what are you gonna contribute to the bitcoin community what's what's your evolution well i plan to start a family this year so like that's a big one so like focus on that congratulations yeah that's gonna be awesome yeah starting a family uh, you're gonna really orange build them from the very beginning. yeah exactly so if um you know, continue working on orange pilling. My partner got a whole bunch of books for Christmas for him and for okay. I, a few that I haven't read. Gigi's uh, 21 Lessons, Got Layered Money. Um, what else? A Jordan Peterson book, a couple other ones. So reading, um, yeah, focusing on good health, you know, good food, good people, you know, just trying to do more or less of the same, you know, <laughs> just let's talk about orange peeling because you have a, you have a 
your person, your partner, as you say, is and he's not a, he's not a Bitcoiner yet, but you've been working on. Oh, he What's has Bitcoin. Yeah, I mean, he's been in crypto and Bitcoin uh, since yeah 2017. You know, he's one of these. He likes to gamble. You know, Las Vegas is one of his favorite places. So you know, the Bitcoin gotcha. casino is <clears throat> very enticing. <laughs> You know, oh, big returns, maybe. So, you know, uh, you know, it's his money. I just try and, you know, share some advice here and there. But at the end of the day, um, you know, he's a man. That's his money. And (laughs) if he wants to gamble, that's good. Well, it's, it's, it's commendable because you're, you know, you're, you're going through it and you have faith and that means you're a very very faithful person so i i, I compliment yeah you. and i mean you know i got my stack and i feel safe and secure with that and i'm just going to keep doing what i'm doing and you know maybe i've had a little bit of a sour experience with trying to orange pill people in the past because i get so passionate about it because you know fuck the government Mm -hmm. like why is everyone trying to control everyone and um that you know my passion comes across like annoying sometimes to some of my friends and partners so i just try and you know step back a little bit and just you know everyone gets in at the price they deserve i'm not gonna go and tell my good friends a million times like buy bitcoin don't buy doge don't buy eth classic like what the fuck are you doing buy bitcoin here are podcast like you know, so I've been mm-hmm. a little soured, but um, you know, there's a Bitcoin meetup here in Calgary. I'm gonna start going to again. I went like a few years ago, but stopped. So, you know, better to be around the folks that are or- already orange pilled. Sure, you gotta. There's a lot of orange pilling that's about to happen, yeah. especially within the ranching industry. So I think it's going to be a big orange pilling year. A lot of people are asking questions, you know, everywhere you go, people want to know. So I think that we have a a kind of a better adoption period. I mean, I'm going to, I'm going to start doing things you know, I'm, I've been so busy and I don't have a place and I take full responsibility for making an excuse because it is an excuse, but I'm going to start running a node. I'm going to start doing everything that, you know, we need to do this year and, and so it's going to be fun getting the education and bringing that education into the the beef initiative because that's what I've, I want everybody to be able to learn about Bitcoin just as much as beef in the in the beef initiative. So, yes, I'm on that same page as you. There's definitely a few more things I need to set up to be more of a proper Bitcoiner. And yes, I feel very guilty. yeah, yeah. I've I've secured like this old Toshiba laptop. It's like a doozy. It's like this thick. It's huge. So I'm like, this is going to be my node computer. (laughs) I can do total like cypherpunk, (laughs) big, thick thing. So I'm kind of pumped for that. But yeah, definitely. I have a a better Bitcoin citizen for 2022. That's, that's a goal. It, it's going to have to be the goal and I have to be very, very good about it because I'm doing the beef initiative and I admit it, I, I need to ramp up a little bit. People are starting to bust my balls a little bit. So I have to like, okay, 
Because you know, that's all I've ever done, honestly. I've just stacked. Yeah. You know, I've stacked and hodled. That's all I know. And, uh, you know, I've told about I had a little ETH once in the beginning. But beyond that, that's all I do. I don't know anything else yeah. is, as far as the expertise out there. But I'm about to learn it. And I'm going to have a damn good time doing it. It's going to be fun learning about mining. You know, I've been watching LC hodl, you know, in his mining operation. I actually had a podcast with uh, Econo Alchemist. And, uh, you know, we're going to do do a couple more of those so we're going to bring the mining discussion into the beef initiative as well as far as different options and there's you know, so people have been re reaching out as far as you know different type of energy and land ownership so there's a lot of stuff to leverage mm -hmm. here and i think a lot of people are going to kind of expand the conversation for sure yeah be great do you know uh, what type of node, how are you going to get set up on your node? What are you doing? Um, well, I'm going to wipe the whole laptop and then put Bitcoin core on it. Like, right? Nothing. Okay. I'm not going to go too fancy with some type of raspberry pie or whatever. I'm going to go Bitcoin core and uh, yeah, we'll see from there. I've got a couple of shadowy super coder friends <laughs> that I can reach out awesome. to that will help guide me through so um yeah these are actually things that i do plan to do in the next uh, few weeks here after i got like one more or yeah work shift and then off for for a few weeks so been kind of eyeballing looking at going to el salvador would be nice for a few weeks so we'll see maybe that will be something in the springtime <laughs> That'll be cool. Yeah. That's a good alternative. If you can't fly to the States, fly to El Salvador. Yeah. So that'd be cool. Yeah, exactly. So I'm still going to be driving just everywhere across the state of Texas. So lots maybe, of miles, maybe soon I'll, yeah, lots of miles And but may, but I want to get down to other places. I've talked to somebody in Honduras. I talked to somebody in Mexico so far. So, uh, haven't talked to anybody in deep South america I did talk to somebody that knows some people in brazil no okay. so there's you know a lot of people have reached out saying hey we're in australia or something like that so it's it's going to be interesting to see who starts paying attention mm -hmm. and uh how we can build this community even bigger so what are you going to do for new year's eve um <laughs> I'm not sure. I haven't had, I haven't planned anything yet. I'm probably just going to stay just, at home. That's disappointing, man. I've been thinking all day you're going to have some kind of, doesn't have to be a big party. I'm not talking about that, but you've got to have some type of freaking ritual. Your Bitcoin Becca. Yeah. Maybe a Twitter spaces. No, I'm not sure. You know, good spirits. Yeah. I'll be in good spirits. I'll be doing something. I don't know. Saving money. I'm yes. not, I'm not going out. Yeah. I'm banned from going out. So. I think you're bad Yeah, I'm trying because well, your man's up north and mining gold. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but I don't know. It's going to be cold too. It's like minus 30. Like there's not too much to do. Maybe go to the park and go skating. That that that's nice. Yeah, there's not much to do. Yeah. Yeah. So tell people what it is to be outside at minus 30. I don't think they're there's not too many people that get to experience that. 
Um, so there's several different um, things that you can experience. So if it's minus 30 and it's cloudy and windy, then it feels like it's minus 40 and your face is just like on fire because it's so cold. Um, if it's like minus 30 blue sky and the sun's out and there's no wind, it's actually not that bad because it's quite dry here in Alberta. So it can be quite nice, mm-hmm. um, you know, but then... I don't know. You get used to it. Like it doesn't really bother me that much. If you get like more into the interior of BC where there's more humidity, you know, in the air, once it gets cold there, you know, minus 10, that's really uncomfortable because it's that cold that goes like straight to your bones and you just shiver all the time. So I prefer to be out in Alberta for the winters um, because it's that dry, cold climate. And, uh, you know, in the interior, it's that little, they have that moisture. But then, you know, you get all the great snow um, in that part of BC. So that's always great fun to ski and snowboard in. A very dry snow, yeah. very light, very dry. Depends on, so. you know, how the climate sort of is. The last like dump that they've been getting, like the snow has been this, like I said earlier, this light fluffy, like it's just, it's powder. It's just like nothing. I tried to like, you can't even build a snowman with it, right? Like snow, like snowman Mm -hmm. making snow, it needs to be a little bit heavier and wet so it can stick together. Forget about it, not happening with that snow. And there was, like I said, 60 centimeters I think that's like 23 inches or something like that overnight. So that much. And there was already like a meter um, of snow. I think that's like three and a half feet or something like that. Um, so I'm like trying to do the both uh, right. <laughs> conversion in my head. Uh, for the Americans. did a good job. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah. For the Americans. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> We just said no. Yeah, no. We're just going to stick with what we got. <laughs> it makes sense or not. I don't care. Know. It's, it's not changing. Yeah. It's all those globalists out there trying <laughs> to make us not use the inches. Yeah. The globalists with their <laughs> metric system. God damn it. Stop pushing it on us. Metric system. Oh, wait, Queen. <laughs> Uh, yeah right. yeah so, so we'll you talked a lot of snow are, are you skiing are you not allowed to go skiing or what is your time or what are you not hitting it this year so yeah the hills there's that? some hills where um like they don't care about what your status is um there are sort of some smaller hills there's like mount baldy apex mountain so uh we're planning a couple of family trips to those hills and uh, the bigger resorts, you know, they're all asking for a proof of vaccination um, t- to get into the lodge, um, some definitely to get to even get onto the uh, chairlift. So, yeah, that definitely cuts out, you know. Right. Um, you do good. have a couple options. It sounds like, I mean, Baldy's not bad. Yeah, right? Mount Baldy, it's um, sort of close um, to the U.S. border. It's one of the highest, my dad was telling me, one of the highest um, ski resorts in Canada, at, I think 21,000 feet, if I'm remembering that correctly. So, and I think they just have like two or three small lifts. And um, one of the lifts at the uh, ski resort at the town that my mom lives at, the lift shack caught on fire. 
So the lift is now out of commission, which is really unfortunate and happened right before Christmas. And they're, yeah, expecting delays till I think like January or so or late January to get the parts back or to get the parts in to fix the lift. So that, yeah, <laughs> it's like, oh, that's unfortunate. Yeah. Not good. Hey, is your dad... Is your father's business busy? Um, yeah, the bus is, is busy. It it's picked it up. Last year? Yeah, it's um, definitely over the holidays and in the winter. Uh, it's busy because mm -hmm. not a lot of people like driving in the road conditions. Right? When it's snowy, rainy, icy, all, all that fun stuff, not too many people like to drive. So it definitely is busier. And um, it looks like we still have one small ski tour Um at the end of February still planned. So yeah, it's good. Yep. Yeah. That sounds good. Yeah. That sounds fun. Yeah, not too bad. So just living life. I'm gonna try to go to Santa Fe, New Mexico this year. Ooh, nice. Yeah, it's a cool town. Mm -hmm. It's a it's a good place to go visit and you got all the Adobe and it's it's kinda cool. You can kind of get settled in there and it's a small little mountain it's a fun little skiing mountain there's nothing special about it but it's just kind of cool and quaint santa so, fe is like a little bit of an artsy hippie-ish town i've heard yeah yes. yeah yeah it is it's it's very <laughs> it got californians way back in the 70s and 80s oh, really yeah. to tell you the truth so it's it's a pretty different part of new mexico taos and santa fe they're very interesting communities and Santa Fe is of course the capital and there's different parts of Santa Fe, but you can go there and you, it, it's really neat. Some of the restaurants, you have your own little fireplace. It's a, you know, Adobe fireplaces and it's, it's different. It's different culture for sure. Cause it has a lot of native American in it, but also has a lot of Latin. And so the, a lot of people, you know, you'll ask somebody, he's like, Hey, how long have you been in, you know, New Mexico? And they said, well, we were here in the 1500s. So I don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> so there's a lot of, uh, there's a lot of culture mm -hmm. there. That's, it's very fascinating. And there's, there's some good art. And so it's kind of a hidden place. I mean, it, New Mexico, I would always tell people that New Mexico is not like the United States. It's, it's really not part of the United States in many ways. Uh, it's definitely an outlaw old state. I used to ski instruct and I used to, you know, people were hiding out up there, you know, not because of violent criminals and stuff. They just like to check out mm -hmm. And New Mexico is a very good state to do that. If you have a, like a village or something that you go to and, you know, you can hang out in and be a ski bum, kind of like what your brother's doing. Yeah. You see a lot of that and a lot of people, a lot of rock climbers around uh Taos area. So it's pretty diverse. It's, it's not as, um, talked about as much which is a good thing so it doesn't get a lot of press it doesn't but there's some you know it's the southern tip of the rockies mm -hmm. so it's pretty cool nice maybe one day i'll be able to visit yes it will happen we will make sure that that's going to happen so um hopefully we'll see what you know you, you said i just don't see you in miami right now for some reason your uh, agenda has changed. Yeah, so, I'll see if I, I can know. get across the border. There might be ways. Well, it's not going to be as pressing right now. Mm -hmm. I said it's not going to be as pressing right yeah. now. Yeah. Well, I still want to go hang out. Hang out of with uh, It'd be you great know, all of us. All the people, all the friends, all the internet friends. Mm hmm. 
So I had fun last year. So, that was that was great fun. So yeah. So what what was fun about last year? What was it that you liked that you would encourage people to go to? Because I'm on the fence right now. So um, for me, what was fun <clears throat> was just yeah, like I said, seeing everyone and seeing like these are real people and not just Twitter avatars or people that uh you know are just I'm listening to via headphones or on speakers. Um, just seeing everyone, the vibe, like just meeting, yeah, just meeting the people and, you know, everyone's like on the same, like frequency, you know, it kind of, everyone gets the money's falling apart. Bitcoin's going to say, <laughs> fix it all. So there's, you don't need to like wade through, you know, when you meet someone new, like trying to see like, Oh, where do they stand? What can I bring up this and that? It's just like dive straight into it with with other Bitcoiners. So that was, I really like that. And, you know, for me, it was the first time I was ever in Miami. So it was nice at the beach and the ocean. Like that, I love that. The weather was beautiful. Like, get me out of Canada, like sunshine here. So, and that's what I, you know, that's what I'm looking forward to this time around too, hopefully. Yeah, maybe so. Maybe yeah. so. We're going to find out, so. I think about you often and everything that you have to go through. And as far as what you're having to go through, a lot of people don't give you enough credit for being as chipper and as strong as you are. So, you know, that's, it's, it's, it's a psychological battle and you do it very yeah. well. So Gotta fight, fight, you make man. me laugh at least once a day. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Here for comedic relief in this fucking clown world. Well, it, it, it's not even comedic sometimes it's just because it's who you yeah. are so you know sometimes you you, you got to laugh because you're you're bold in all the right ways and uh you know it's it's good to know you uh as a person and everything it's it's been cool you know you coming on here and us kind of getting to know and talking about family and kind of where we're going with everything and one thing that um because i think i get a lot of new people into bitcoin so I want you to kind of, since you've been around and you're pretty based in everything that you do with Bitcoin, you have a good perspective. What would you like to tell people that are just now coming in? Maybe if they're coming in from the beef side of things and, you know, and they're, they're wanting to know more about Bitcoin. Talk, you talked about books and everything. Kind of give a roadmap for somebody that they would like to hear that they could kind of pursue right now. Um, I always recommend um, safe podcast the bitcoin standard um and the stuff that mm -hmm. he talks about i find like when yeah i've been in bitcoin like for a while but i've been really like you know fell down deep into the rabbit hole like you know when covid when all this craziness happened and i've you know the Bitcoin Standard podcast I always found was really good. Lots of diverse um, guests around and especially, um, you know, recently he's been going down more that, you know, the agriculture, regenerative agriculture and that sort of focus too. And then, you know, with the um, fossil fuels and how we just need energy to, you know, <laughs> live in the world that we, that we have. So that, um, Tales from the Crypt, like, yeah, I'm a big pop podcast. So, you know, I like to listen to people's conversations. Mm -hmm. um, the, I'm trying to think from like a beef 
perspective, like farmer, like they're already kind of low time preference people, right? With raising animals, having, um, you know, growing your crops, they're, they know the cycles. I'm trying to think how it's a good way or what would fit well with that. Well, I think you just, you know, I think what you said is pretty much spot on. It's a, you don't have to have a lot to look at. Yeah. What you brought up was pretty important because it covers, you know, the soil, it covers the food, it covers everything. So, you know, I'm, I'm looking into deep into Gabe Brown these days. And, um, I was talking to somebody today that's got association with them. So there's, you know, those type of people are going to start listening mm -hmm. as far as they're already doing what Gabe Brown is doing, you know, with the regenerative farming and everything. And so I think that people that are just now that, that know that type of, you know, Gabe Brown lifestyle and or philosophy or, you know, application that, like you said, they're already living a decentralized mm -hmm. life. That's what I saw, you know, with beef and cattle. It's like, you know, you're, you're kind of a slave to the centralized part of it, but everything else you do is very decentralized. Their communication, the people they know, the networking they, that they do. Mm -hmm. So this is this this will be fun to you know get people on board and people start really patient paying attention to you know safety and, and stuff yeah. like that. The Bitcoin standard yeah. now the fiat standard, you know there's there's plenty of information out there that it, the transformation doesn't have to be that hard. But there's so much intelligence out there right now that people can really get a hold of and really create some a really good for year into Bitcoin. I think. Because we're still kind of, you know, we're, we're checking that price. Mm -hmm. well, how lucky are people to come into the space right now and it to be around 50, I guess, today or whatever. Oh. This is a good. I know. We're so know, early like, still, like, to think that, yeah, know. like, you have to think in decades. It's not, you know, really oh, the one-hour price chart movement like all this trading like all these people doing trades and trying to time like no <laughs> like for you need to have long term like time preference this is like we're in it for the long run so yeah mm -hmm. and uh, like joel from untapped growth like would be another great source um yeah, he's for awesome. people to check out and his good. telegram group because um i saw today i think he's being shadow banned on twitter surprise yeah, surprise yeah, i saw that aren't we all gonna be kicked off the platform soon so Pretty yeah much. so follow him on on telegram i think it's just untapped growth and uh yeah he's a great great resource as well yeah, he's a wealth of yeah. knowledge. So he's uh he's doing a lot for a lot of mm -hmm. people. So one of these days him and I will talk. So Beautiful. Well, you know, this is our third one, right? Yeah. This is our third time we've met. Beautiful. Well, you are like a sister to me now. Aw, so thanks. You're gonna have to deal yeah. with that. I never had a sister, so now you're my sister. <laughs> I never had an old brother, I so I was always in charge. <laughs> I don't well, know like it. <laughs> yeah, you had three little younger runts brothers and stuff yeah so now you get to have an older brother yeah so you have to listen I'm a, I'm a very wise and guiding man yes so you know I'm gonna be watching you and how you handle like a hawk I all hope of so. this you know 2022 starting a family I'm I'm definitely gonna be hovering oh yeah for sure I've, I've like gone through I'm kicking out all the plastics like I don't 
have too much like plastics in my life any which way but i've been like going through with like all my Good. spice jars i'm like this is all going into glass like so mm-hmm. yeah i don't know just like changing the mindset um you know more healthy body healthy mind and really lowering the time preference because that's what you do when you have children so yeah yes you do and it's gonna be exciting actually I think it's right now because it, I keep on saying, it, well, it's the luxury lifestyle. This is how we're going to live. We're going to live like our grandparents. Exactly. We're going to live very low time preference. And, you know, I had somebody, you know, says, I guess he has a YouTube channel or something like that. And he, he's a, he's a team roper and he's a, um, he's learning about Bitcoin. He doesn't have any help. But anyways, he was talking about low time preference and cause he comes from the ranching and the, team roping world so him coming into the bitcoin space and being respondent to the message and somebody that it does already live that way um you know he associated so that's you're going to start seeing a lot more of that there's going to be a crossover here that starts happening this year just not with what i'm doing with the beef initiative but any anything from nodes to mining to you know it's really going to evolve and it's opening <laughs> up making channels <laughs> Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Good things That's to come. Gotta be, um, and you know, there's old school out people out there right now. Those old schoolers are saying, yeah, whatever. You yeah. All the time. yeah. <laughs> Shut your file. We'll deal with it because we're here. <laughs> no. Right. Have you been on any other podcast or is this your, like your. No, your this is my, yeah, this is the only one. <laughs> I don't understand that. Why did not people have more Bitcoin I don't know. Maybe they're afraid I'm gonna. Well, it's be... because I'm so damn cool. Yeah. Is the reason exactly? You know, That's exactly that. why. Yeah. They probably think mm-hmm. I'm gonna be like it lewd is. and crude and something crass on their mm-hmm. podcast, but actually, I'm quite a nice person. <laughs> you are, and I, I try. You know, I could take this in every direction. You know, and I, every time I say we're gonna have fun, it's like right now. This is New Year's, right? It's, you know, it is. It's so freaking honest and just like, whatever, we're boring. <laughs> but we're not boring. That's the thing about it. It's like, we're extremely exciting and people love to hear our voices and they love to hear your voice. Yeah. And, you know, it did because you, you don't know because you're Bitcoin Becca. So people always have a different, you know, assumption of who you are, maybe. So, um, you know, this, these conversations are just fun because it's it's wholesome. It's organic and holistic. So. It's neat. Family friendly. Family friendly Bitcoin <laughs> Becca. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. I'm not going to cuss on these. So um, it'll be kept you know. to a minimum. <laughs> yeah, I've got to watch that because I can't cuss as much as I've been cussing. I, I, I have to be more professional. Yeah, I listened. I um, you have... I'm, a, I'm a cusser. Oh, yeah, me too. It's uh, it's quite bad. Um, I listened yeah. to your you had a. Uh, surfer jim on and that was me he's like says oh, fuck yeah. it he's like i hope that's okay but i'm like yes jim uh. <laughs> well you know the thing that you have to respect about surfer jim is that he knows what the hell he's talking oh, about yeah. and he he he's very very informed and he's very passionate so he's definitely a lighthouse if if anybody hasn't really kind of tuned in you know that debt to that depth Surfer Jim's, you need to follow him and kind of just 
learn. Exactly. And, uh, yeah, he s- speaks the truth. <laughs> the system mm-hmm. fucked. So, yeah, I think that thing was almost damn three hours. Yeah, yeah. So it was, it was, yeah, I think it was like two and a half or I was something. Like, oh my. I was listening to it while I was driving the tires. It was, you know, early morning. I got Texas right. Slim and Surfer Jim. It was me, coffee in the dark road. It was great. Thanks for the company. <laughs> you bet. I mean, that's a that's a good picture there. I can see you driving down there because you did. You took some video of you driving across the snow. Uh, yeah. Mountains. So so funny. And you were making some pretty cool comments about that. Let's let's bring it out to light. Let's because you had a good point. And people that don't know how this world works, and whenever you're driving across a mountain range, and who drives across those mountain ranges is what's required. You know, energy is what we were talking about. So go ahead, go for it. Uh, yeah. So this was, I was driving over the Kootenai Pass where I was speaking about earlier, where my dad and brother went backcountry skiing. So they always mm-hmm. get dumped on. So I was driving, you know, <clears throat> to my dad's house in my little golf. Doo, 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 and it's just, dumping snow and I was like okay like I'm making or I got I did a few videos the one I think I did a video when I was driving at night I'm not sure if I posted it but um it was just like the roads weren't plowed or anything and it was just like me and whatever like three inches of snow fresh snow on the ground but the one that I posted I was driving like on my way back to Calgary up over the Kootenai Pass and everything like They just opened the road up from avalanche control. So this is like another thing, right? They close the roads whenever it snows a lot to do avalanche control. And then they open the roads again. So yeah, I did a time-lapse video and, you know, it just shows what was my comment. Like, oh, Canadians want to, um, you everyone drive electric cars because it's good for the environment. And, you know, we'll electrify the roads. Because I got into a Twitter argument like a few months back. I commented something about, you know, electric vehicles in Canada. And they're like, well, we'll just electrify the roads. I'm like, you're an I- idiot. Like, That's not going <laughs> to work. Like, what are you going to do in the winter when there's a layer of ice on there, where there's snow, like where they close the roads down and do blasting for avalanches? Like this is unrealistic, you know, and these are roads that are transport trucks travel to bring all the goods to you you know it's just yeah so i like to post stuff like that just to remind people that you know you kind of need to be it live in reality and think of like all the seasons and the environment you know that your net to you know what's that um pathway to zero or whatever like that's not realistic and then so that was that one that I drove over the pass and then when I was driving back to Calgary I did another time lapse I haven't um posted it yet and it was like through the um, Kootenai National Park and the Banff National Park so also (sighs) driving it's like two and a half hours like from Radium to um Banff pretty much or to just outside of Calgary and I like took a mental note. I passed, so like hundreds of vehicles, but I passed, there were three Teslas that I saw out of all other vehicles that were, you know, coming my way. And I was like, yeah, like 
you need like the gas there's just more gas powered vehicles and these elect like yeah sure there's a couple charging stations here and there but then you know you're sitting there for half an hour or whatever but i just laugh like it's not realistic you know these goals or plans they have that everyone drives an electric car that lives out out in the I guess in the rural areas, but then isn't that sort of what the agenda is? Like get all the people into city centers and then, you know, everyone has a um, ride share. Like you don't need to own a car, like just call it up on your app, blah, blah, blah. You know, that's the, whatever their master plan, but in reality, like it's not going to work. Like these families that live out in the Kootenays, like these old Dukabor Russians, like they're not going to be like, okay, I guess we'll move to Calgary now (laughs) because the government said so. Like, no, they'll die there. (laughs) They'll follow you with their... That's what I always always wonder is like, what what percentage are they trying to get to get to these cities? Is it 50%? Is it 40%? Because I know they can't get everybody. They want to go for 80%. Well, they're not going to get 80%. Yeah. So. But I feel, I what's it in Canada? At the most, the majority of the population of the Canadian population lives in city centers. And mm-hmm. I think like 90% of Canadians live within a two-hour drive of the U.S. border. So, yeah. Really? Yeah. Wow. That's going to be interesting. I'm going to have to look at that population thing. Yeah. And that matters, especially in Canada. Mm-hmm. <laughs> y'all fall yeah. Out. And so. like, this is something I said even before um, COVID, like with Canada, just in general, compared to like America. So Trudeau, like when he first got elected in 2000, I think 16 or 17, like his big thing was, um, oh, a million new Canadians. Like that's what he was going to do, like his um, immigration. So an increase of 250,000 every year. And so this is also like partly why I got into like real estate, um, you know, a few years ago. All these Mm -hmm. people like in Canada, there's only a handful of places like cities you can choose to live. Vancouver, Toronto, Calgary, Edmonton, Montreal, Ottawa. Toronto and Vancouver, like I would always say, like falls off for most people because the... Like they're in complete like housing bubbles there. It's complete like unaffordable for most people to afford to buy a home there. So it like leaves like Calgary, Montreal, but there, you know, you kind of have to be French and like Winnipeg and the Eastern side. And no one really wants to like live out there because there's not that much to. I mean, it's beautiful country out east. Like I'm not saying it's not, don't get me wrong. Um, but there's not a lot of economic activity that's out there. Uh, so I was like, Calgary, right. like he, people just keep coming here and like to these sort of cities. And that's what it is. Like all these newcomers to Canada, they just the majority of them went to the big cities. It's not like they're moving to, you know, rural town, Saskatchewan, like in Kindersley or whatever, you know, Grand Prairie, Alberta. Most of these people, are moving, you mm-hmm. know, Toronto area, Surrey, Richmond calgary so they are moving to the cities like the people they bring into this country so and they're complying oh yeah of course you know and then it will dilute like the 
the rural Canadians, like the people that are living rurally, like it'll start to dilute. Yeah. The power that they have in the representation that they have, you know, in government, not like get represented anyways, but you know what I mean? So uh, it's all done by design. (laughs) Well, it's going to be very interesting. So, I mean, (laughs) you have to keep us. Yeah. What's going on over here. Yeah. Hopefully mm-hmm. they don't come knocking on my door like, <clears throat> excuse me, Bitcoin Becca, are you there? <laughs> come with us. That would suck. And, you know, I hope that does not happen. Yeah, no. That would be disappointing. I mean, <laughs> something's a big mess there if that happens. Yeah. So <laughs> if you disappear, all of a sudden. If I'm silent for like a week on Twitter, well, maybe I got suspended or, or I got taken away. So. <laughs> You didn't suicide yourself. No, no. So. I'm not doing that. <laughs> I know, but you know. I know. There's a joke yeah. there. So. <laughs> That's good, though. So, but, uh, so wrapping up here, I want to know because you're, uh, you're happy. Yes, sir. You had a good holiday yes, sir. and everything. So, what are you going to tell people out there that, that want to love each other and that are loving each other or are having a hard time loving each other? What are, what what are you going to focus on this year as far as being the best lover that you can to everybody that you know to everyone just to be yeah um to have empathy you know to understand to be open and just understanding that everyone even if they put on a tough face everyone's going through challenges and just to be understanding and there for them and to listen more you know that's Mm -hmm. you know just love each other listen be there for them and have have a little bit of empathy for for people we all can't be fabulous uh, we all can't be fabulous bitcoin stackers you know just like (laughs) we all can't be cool plebs so (laughs) be nice to the ones no we can't (laughs) and we're front running a lot yeah. and some more than most. Uh, yeah. Did we see and, Michael uh, Saylor's announcement today? Micro strategy, like great. <laughs> Thanks buddy. No, I didn't. I've, I've been doing other things all day long. Yeah. Well, micro strategy bought more Bitcoins. Really? Yeah. I think. So your, your stack's getting pretty big there. <laughs> Not mine. <laughs> All of our well, stacks are we're, getting we're more. Playing, we're playing the game yeah. here, Becca. You started yeah. <laughs> it. Yeah, you, you got an inside track there. You know, what's it worth to you? What's that? What's that family worth to you? You're gonna have to. You're gonna have to answer up here. So, you know, this is gonna be a testing year. <laughs> you, you're gonna. You're stacking up a lot there with uh, Sailor. So, how many? How much did he buy today? Oh, like seventeen hundred bitcoins in December something like that awesome yeah. well i'm just ha- i'm just very happy that we're going to be able to stack it around this this price my father he just uh we's got his household we got him settled we got everything closed and i've told everybody it's like well we're gonna we're gonna dca and get get my father orange pills and we're gonna use equity and he's gonna be a bitcoiner so that that's kind of fun to start the year with my 80 year old father so once I get him going a little bit, I'm going to do a podcast with him and we're going to talk about it and, uh, nice. kinda, you know, 
bring it like father and son this is how you you know it's never too late this is this is how we talk to the people that we respect and the elders and everything so that'll be interesting podcast oh i love and, it uh, that'll be fantastic oh i can't wait <laughs> wow even at 80 years old it'll see? Be fun to... it's never too late like for anyone and we're still so oh, early <laughs> exactly it's it's time it's like you know i, I want people to, you know it's after the holidays now of course pretty close but we need to have these discussions with our families and i'm being very intentional with my father i mean he is 80 he's healthy you know everything but you know he he understands it all and he doesn't get all the technology techni technicalities of it and everything but you know he's willing to do it he sees it you know, and he's not that, you know, he's not a financial dude or anything like that, just a hard worker, you know. And so he's going to he's going to start thinking about legacy now. He's going to start thinking about, hey, I, I can give more than I thought I was going to give. You know, he's got a grandson. And uh, so it, it'll be a cool podcast because it'll be pretty raw. It'll be, you know, father, son, like mm -hmm. I said. So we're going to test it out and see how it works. Love it. I love it. Great. Well, Becca, I love your spirit. Uh, you're like a sister now. We've got a lot of history that we're going to build and everything. I wish you the best of luck with everything that you're doing. And um, you're always fun. You're, you make my days a lot. So everybody, you know, let's follow uh, at Bitcoin Becca. Becca, sorry. And, uh, you know, let's, uh, let's keep the fun going. And uh, anything else you want to say today? on the cusp of new year's eve let's just go with uh gotta keep stacking and laughing into 2022 just you know keep the mood good and light we're gonna get through it yeah yeah we're, we're gonna, gonna make, make it, it so it's gonna be okay thank you Becca. <laughs> happy new year's to you thank you texas slim we'll see you have a good new year's <laughs> okay we'll talk okay. to you soon bye take care